Pastor Xavier Reese explains that when we feel painted into the corner, it's in the big picture where God reveals His simple truth. Now remember, these two people loved each other. These two people wanted to please God. And all of a sudden, something that they did not expect, something that they never planned, something that was so far removed from them, not me, came into their lives. And there was only one way they were going to be able to handle it, by turning to God. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Pastor Xavier, it's good to have you here to help kick off another new series. Aaron, we're going to begin our study in the Gospel of Matthew. And Matthew is very important because it bridges the gap between the Old Testament and the New. As you know, Malachi was the last prophet to speak and there was a 400-year silence. All the prophecies of the Old Testament pertain to Jesus Christ, the Messiah to come. Matthew portrays him as the king of the Jews, as God who has become man. And therefore, the fulfillment of the first prophecy that God gave to Adam and Eve in Genesis 3.15, the seed of the woman. And so, the key phrase in Matthew is, this was done in fulfillment of, and it makes the prophecies of the Old Testament relevant, that God spoke. He knows the end from the beginning, and men did not speak of their own impulse or origin. And so, our first message deals with uh, Jesus, born of a virgin, the very heart of prophecy. Uh, we hope that it ministers to those of you who are listening to the studies. Please contact us, either by uh, letter or by email. Uh, so that we can know if we're being good stewards of the resources that God has given to us. And be particular. How did God minister unto you? Um, Aaron, can you provide the uh, address where they can write? God bless you. We do hope to hear from many of you. Now, you can send a quick email to simpletruths at ccpas.com. That's simpletruths at ccpas.com. Or if you wish, address your letter to Simple Truths. 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Now, I'll repeat those for you again at the close of the broadcast, but for now, let's get right into our study, beginning the Gospel of Matthew. I've entitled the message this morning, Jesus, Born of a Virgin. We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. The birth of Jesus Christ is something that is of great importance to the Christian community and to our faith. We're going to see that what takes place here, though it is supernatural, it is brought about through the most natural means. Keep that in mind when you look and you think and you contemplate on your own life with God. God miraculously will be working supernaturally through your life and in your life, but He will always do it through the most natural means of life as we abide in His Word, as we meditate upon Him. And such was the case in the birth of Jesus Christ. Remember, there had been 400 years of silence. All of a sudden, God begins to move upon the history of man once again. Let me read these verses from 18 to 25, and then we'll take a section at a time. He says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother, Mary, was betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found with a child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, 
Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with a child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. The section of the virgin birth of Christ is marked by three things. Verses 18 and 19, the personal devastation. Verses 20 through 21, the personal illumination. And verses 22 through 25, the prophetic anticipation. Look with me, verses 18 and 19, to the personal devastation. First, we look at Mary. The personal devastation first is marked by Mary's reputation. She was probably of 14 to 16 years of age, a virgin, one who had not had sexual intercourse with a man, one who had not known anything but that atmosphere and that oversight of her father and her mother. The word betrothed speaks of that time period when a man and a woman would affirm the engagement period that was brought about by their parents. Now, we live in a whole different society, but in that time, the parents would arrange the marriages, and so most of the times they would be arranged at birth. And so you would have a son, and, and your friend would have a daughter, and, and you would say, you know, they would make a nice couple. And, and, and there was just a commitment to that. Now, when the young lady and the young man came to age, then they had the right to refuse that engagement if they willed. If they did not reject it, then they would enter into this betrothal period, which was a one-year period of time under which you were legally married, though you did not consume the marriage with sexual intercourse for that year. If at any time during that first year there was to be a putting away or a divorce, it would be a legitimate divorce because they were legally married. It was during this time that Mary was found to be pregnant. Now, that doesn't shock us today because we live in a permissive society. The shock today is if a young lady hasn't had sex, or doesn't get pregnant. During this time, it was a shame. And this is a time that she finds herself pregnant. The Spirit of God confirms this a second way. Notice that he says, before they came together. That means came together sexually. Do you think the Holy Spirit is going out of his way to assure and to affirm that Mary was a virgin? <laughs> Absolutely. 
They were within this one-year period, and no sexual intercourse had taken place. There's a third element in verse 18. She was found with a child of the Holy Spirit. That makes a big difference. That which was in her was not of man, but of God. Now that kind of blows our mind because even as Christians, we think about it often. We say, well, how can that be? How can God, I mean, if he's up there, how can he be in a woman? If, I don't know. God is so beyond us in terms of what he can do, how he thinks, how he works. But he's given us enough evidence to know when he works, how he works, so that we don't know when he's working or how he's working. We just say, Lord, you're in control. All three of these affirm her sexual purity. Mary's reputation was on the line. A young woman. This was personal devastation. Now remember, these two people loved each other. These two people were Jews. These two people wanted to please God. And all of a sudden, they're devastated. Something that they did not expect, something that they never planned, something that was so far removed from them, not me, came into their lives. And there was only one way they were going to be able to handle it, by turning to God. They didn't turn to man, but they turned to God. But lest we think of Joseph and Mary less than human, we have to see Joseph's hesitation in verse 19. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, he was minded to put her away secretly. See, here we see Joseph's hesitation. First, it says he was a just man, which means upright. He was morally pure in the law. His purpose was to be in line with God's law. He always sought to do that which was right, regardless of the situation. You can see the tension. It says that not wanting to make her a public example. He loves this woman. And he has this tension going on that he doesn't want to commit himself to her because she's pregnant. But at the same time, he loves her. And he doesn't want to expose her publicly because that would mean stoning under Deuteronomy 22, verse 23 through 24. But there's just enough question in his mind to keep him from taking her as his wife. Therefore, he sought to put her away secretly. There was a provision in the law in Deuteronomy 24, verse 1 through 4, that if a man found any uncleanness in his wife, he could put her away. What the phrase uncleanness means, we don't know. But that was a provision in the law for putting away a wife orderly so that divorce would not be rampant throughout the land defiling the nation. Because within that clause it says if you put her away and give her a right in a divorce before two witnesses and you let her go, you can never take her back. The clause warned the husband, think what you're letting go because you won't get it back. What a tremendous insight for our own lives today. 
So quickly, so easily, we let go of our mates. And then later regret what we have let go. But here we see Joseph's love prevailing. Though he was personally devastated. Please don't lose sight of that. Personally devastated. Because he loved her. But there was still enough sinfulness and selfishness in Joseph, as you and I, that he would not want to take that woman to himself. No superstars here. Just average people. The Spirit of God takes us beyond the personal devastation because God's Spirit never leaves us there. Though you may find yourself right now that you might be in a situation where you're totally devastated right now, then my counsel to you is, hang on. Because from personal devastation, you will go to personal illumination. And that's what we see in verses 20 to 21. But what is the key? The key is here in verse 20. But while he thought about these things, the key is that you don't act impulsively. The key is that you don't react selfishly. The key is that you ponder these things, and not in your own brain, but to ponder them before God. Because if you ponder them before your own mind, you will decide for yourself and not for others. Always. Please understand that. All of us will always choose me first. And so the personal illumination first to Joseph about Mary in verse 20. First, as we've mentioned, while he thought about these things. What are these things? These things that she's pregnant. These things she has told him. These things he has thought about not accusing her publicly so she wouldn't be stoned but put her away privately. He's thinking about all these things. Remember, he's a just man. He's upright. He was trying to do the right thing. But see, attempting to do the right thing is a good step, but it's not a final step. But our intent to do the right thing has to be based on what does God's word say. If you intend to do the right thing and you take only the circumstances, the situations of your life, and you don't put them side by side with the word of God, then you will be the standard. And you will take the offense, the hurt, the betrayal, and it will taint you over what you are to do that is right. Absolutely. And so as he ponders these things, he's thinking about them. God mercifully allows the angel of the Lord to appear before him in a dream. Notice that his meditation upon the whole situation went beyond just the time of being awake. But even in his sleep, he could not let it go. Real tension, real anxiety, a real devastation of this man's life. I'm sure you and I can identify. We've gone through things in our life where even in our sleep, we are tossing over those things that have haunted us during the day. We're trying to resolve. We're trying to go over. But if we are faithful to lift those things to God, and not only to ourselves, God will be faithful to illuminate our minds and hearts regarding the situation. 
But are we willing to be open to what God will reveal? Are we willing to obey what God tells us to do? See, this is the real question. I have no problem that God can illuminate me. My problem is, will I obey? The angel says, do not be afraid to take to you, Mary, notice, your wife. She was his wife. But he says, do not be afraid to take her. What does he call him? Joseph, son of David. Here again, the Spirit of God shows us that even Joseph, though he was not the father of Jesus, he was in the line of heirship to the throne. Luke gives us the genealogy of Mary, and she was in line to the throne. From both ends, Jesus was the rightful heir. Now, lest you think that the virgin birth is just mentioned once or twice, we've already showed you three times, but even in the genealogy, if you look at verse 16, every verse of the genealogy from verse 1 says, and he begot him, and he begot him, begot, begot, begot. When you get to verse 16, it says, and Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, and all of a sudden, no begot. Of whom was born Jesus. You see? Jesus was born of Mary. No begotten. The virgin birth there in the genealogy, the three inferences in verse 18, and the prophecy of Isaiah as we'll see in verse 23. Affirming that that which was conceived in her was of God. This must have been a great relief to Joseph. Do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. All this tension, all this anxiety, all this even hatred, anger. Once the Spirit of God came and illuminated Joseph, it dissipated. Now I don't know where you're at. I don't know what's going on in your life. But there may be things that have happened in your life or you're going through right now. Difficult things. Things that have devastated you. And you ponder that information in your mind over and over again. But if you will lift your heart to the Lord and ask for God's illumination regarding the information you possess and put it next to the Word of God, God will solidify and resolve that issue. By His grace. But it will always be obedience to His Word. Which means that very possibly and most likely you will have to deny yourself. You will have to die to self. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. What a relief. No matter what anybody says now, no matter what anybody does, Joseph can take Mary and be totally at peace because God has spoken to his heart. That which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. It's a work of God. Now, 
whatever the situation may be in your life now or in the future. You will come to God and you'll say, but Lord, and look at this and look at that. And he will say to you, if you will listen, yes, but that what has been committed has been cleansed by the Spirit of God. But we don't want to hear that. Because what we want at the time is justice. Forget this mercy stuff. Only when I'm involved do I want mercy. Not when someone else is involved. And so often we reject the personal illumination. And therefore we don't respond in that which brings glory to God. And we react and we let go of that which God wanted to blossom. But we have quit short of God's ability to work in us. Because we've done it in our own strength. I trust that you know by experience as you have tried to resolve things in your own strength. Isn't it agonizing? Isn't it painful? You say, I can't go on. And yet when you open your heart to the work of God, there's such a peace. And you say, oh Lord, you're so good. And that which I could not do for myself, God comes alongside me and he says, I'm willing and I'm also able. But I need your will. This is the position that Joseph found himself in. But this was the ultimate when he says that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Everything became alive. Now Joseph was no longer devastated. Now Mary was no longer devastated because both of them knew by illumination what God was doing. They didn't know all that it would incur in the future, but they knew that what God was revealing was truth and a work of His Spirit. And that day was sufficient. They didn't take it any further. Too often we take the problems into the week, into the month, into the year, and we base our decision of today on what might happen in the future. And it's no good. Let me suggest to you that you as husbands and wives, if you're not willing to lay everything before God and to say, allow God to work in your life and be obedient to illumination or what He is able to do, you will fall short of all that God wants you to have. You will let go of your marriage far short of what God can do in it. But if you're going to be open to the illuminating work of the Spirit of God, it's going to cost you your life absolutely, 100%. I make no bones about it. But it's when you have died to yourself that you will experience the fullness of life. There was total freedom here between Mary and Joseph. The door of joy was opened up and they could enter in because they were open to the illuminating work of the Spirit of God in their life, to absolute truth. 
Pastor Xavier Reese, closing with the encouraging simple truth that the illuminating Spirit of God is ready to fill us when we're emptied of ourselves. And you can request a copy of today's encouraging study called Born of a Virgin. And as always, it's available on CD for just $4. These make it convenient to share this message with a friend or simply enable you to listen again at your own pace. The title to ask for once again is Born of a Virgin, or simply mention today's date when you write Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And use that address to send Pastor Xavier your comments of our broadcast so that we know where we're being most effective. Or jot an email to simpletruths at ccpas.com. That's simpletruths at ccpas.com. And thanks for telling us the call letters of this station, however you choose to get in touch. The smallest candle lights up even the darkest room. But even more so is the illuminating work of the Holy Spirit in life's dark times. That's the simple truth Pastor Xavier continues to explore next time. Hope you'll be back. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California www.calvarychapelpasadena.com